As a Catholic farm girl in Minnesota, I certainly never expected to ever be the Jewish party maven. But 4,400 parties and 26 years later, I am indeed an expert at Jewish parties. I am fiercely committed to helping the best vendors book more parties in this amazing, lucrative, and incredibly loyal Jewish party market. Let's go! Hello there, and welcome to another edition of the podcast. I'm Pat Blackwell, and today I have the great pleasure of interviewing the famous Princess Pinky Girl, Jennifer Fishkind. Hello, Jennifer. Hey, Pat. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited you could be with me here today. And I am so excited to be here. Thank you. I've known you for years because I got to help you with your kids' celebrations long ago. Yeah. But I've thoroughly enjoyed watching your business grow. So tell us a little bit about Princess Pinky Girl and what to do. Sure. So the funny thing is, is right when I met you is when it's basically started because I was um, planning my son, Jake's bar mitzvah. He's now 22 and he had a camp theme bar mitzvah. And I decided I was going to do it myself. I'm like the creative type um, and wanted to, to, to tackle it on my own. And a new platform had just come out called Pinterest. And at the time for Pinterest, you actually had to have an invite in order to get onto the platform. So I got an invite and I started pinning like crazy and I was doing camp theme bar mitzvah stuff. And my, my board was literally called Jake's bar mitzvah. And at the time, um, you know, um, outdoorsy type of rustic weddings were really in style. And that's a lot of the stuff that I was pinning, you know, was the same type of stuff. And, um, you know, Pinterest noticed my board because people were repinning my stuff and they highlighted it. So when you started on Pinterest, you had to like follow a certain number of boards. And mine was one of the ones that got highlighted. And um, one day my niece called me and she's like, Aunt Jen, did you know you have like a million followers on Pinterest? I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm like, doesn't everybody? I just assumed everybody had a lot of followers. She's like, I've got six. Um, so, you know, then we started looking to seeing, is there something we can do with this? You know, I had companies offering to purchase my board. I'm like, you know, you can start an account for free if you want. Um, but I not, I didn't really know the value of what I had until we kind of stopped and looked into it. And then, you know, we started investing in investigating in, you know, in what we could do with it. And I decided to start a blog. I didn't know what a blog was. I didn't know what I was going to write about, but I kind of, you know, through trial and error found my niche of, easy recipes for people who can't cook because I am not the best cook. I don't enjoy it. If there's too many rest, too many um, ingredients or too many steps, I like X out. I'm not interested. So I wanted to find things for people like me who wanted to, you know, bring a dish to someone's house for a party or be able to entertain, but didn't necessarily um, was very intimidated by the kitchen. So, story. oh my gosh, I didn't know I knew you when you knew me, you knew me at the very beginning, Pat. <laughs> so, you know, um, eight years later, today is my blog anniversary. Um, isn't that a coincidence? Oh, it all, it all comes circles back. Right. Oh. Um, and you know, 125 million page views later, um, I have a full-time business. So, so princess pinky girl specializes in easy recipes. And yeah. my podcast is all about Jewish customs and Jewish traditions. And I brought you here today specifically to talk about what kind of recipes, what kind of foods are involved in the holidays. So I know it's Rosh Hashanah coming right up here. For those yeah. who don't understand Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah is the new year. 
and it, this year happens to be September 6th. So what kind of food would people have for Rosh Hashanah? So the great thing about um, Jewish holidays and um, and my, you know, my love for easy recipes is that most Jewish holidays, the biggest focus of all of them is the food. We love our food. We love, not only do we love to eat it, but in my house, it's all about, you know, cooking it together, you know, for, for all the holidays, the Jewish holidays, um, Thanksgiving, it's like a bustle of activity in my kitchen with me and my sister and my, you know, boys and my niece and my nephew. And we are all just trying new things and cooking together. And everybody of course has their favorite dish, right? Um, the ones that can't be left out, you know, in my house, um, it's my mom has, um, broken glass jello, which is actually, I'm, all these are probably on my site. You know, the, the jello with the little pieces of different colors in it broken up into cubes. I mean, it's like, you know, it was, it was in every, like probably old, you know, cook, you know, church and synagogue cookbook <laughs> back there. So that's always the staple. Someone has to have that. We have my grandma's um, pistachio cake. And, you know, we didn't find out until after she had passed away that she actually used a cake mix for it. So, you know, I was like, was so intimidated by my grandma's cooking. Here she is using a cake mix. And that shows up at every one of our holiday dinners. Um, for me, Rosh Hashanah, when I started um, taking that, you know, taking that the hosting duties over for that, I was very intimidated intimidated by making a brisket and a brisket is very, you know, traditional for having it at a, at a Rosh Hashanah dinner. And, um, I've tried a bunch of different recipes, but my friend, Julie Hirsch, um, like walked me through, we sat in our kitchen we made my first brisket together and we wrote it up and put it into, into the, um, the blog. I mean, she was like, you put a little bit of this and you put a little bit of that. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I'm like, that's not how I cook. I need measurements. So we figured out the measurements together. And I will tell you, even my mom who does not like brisket loves this brisket. And it is one that if I can make it, literally anyone can make it. It's easy. Um, it's in it's, it's foolproof. So I can post the recipe on my show notes, but where do they go to get recipes like this? So are we, anyone, you can find all of my recipes at princesspinkygirl.com. Um, and, um, okay, you know, all the back up and tell us the name. Why are you called princess pinky girl? So it, it was one of those things that if, if I would have known it would have moved to where it is today, it probably wouldn't have been that, but then it probably wouldn't have been as memorable when my kids were little, we, every year we used to dress up for Halloween. And one year I forgot to get a costume and I ran to target literally on Halloween afternoon. And all they had was a plastic tiara and some little earrings and this pink, you know, fleece onesie. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to make something out of this. So I put it all on and I told them, they're like, well, what are you? I'm like, well, I'm princess pinky girl. Um, and it kind of stuck. And then they're like, well, aren't you dressing as princess pinky girl? And I tried to think of the most girly name because I have all boys. And so whenever we would like play a game on the computer, we play like guitar hero, I would name my band princess pinky girl because it was as girly as it could get. So when I was doing, starting my blog, I'm sitting in my backyard with my sister and she's, you know, I'm like, I need a name. And she's like, well, duh, you have to call princess pinky girl. I'm like, okay. And who knew, you know, and, you know, like I said, eight years later now, oh, now it's so we can go to princess pinky Yeah. And get your awesome recipes. Yeah. And Absolutely. So for Rosh Hashanah, you recommend a brisket. 
Definitely like the brisket. Restaurants on a dinner. I'm probably not bringing an entree. So what kind of holiday things yeah. would I bring that would be appropriate? So another staple and everyone, I know a lot of people make this is a baked salami, which appetizer, if you need to bring an appetizer, it's a great appetizer to make where it's like with, um, apricot preserves and, and honey mustard, and you, you let it like sit in and, and marinate in it. And then you bake it and it's just delicious. That's mm-hmm. a great appetizer. Um, I have a ton, ton, ton of apple desserts and, you know, the Jewish new year is all about a sweet new year, starting with apples and honey. And, um, I've got a bunch of, a bunch of really good ones, but if you're looking specifically for a couple, some of my most popular, my caramel apple crisp bites, they're little baby crisp bites, crisp bites, like an apple crisp, but in a bite, it has a graham cracker crust. Um, and you know, use fresh apples. It's, um, very easy to make and, and they are like addictive. So I would totally recommend those. Um, if you want, and if, again, if you're not a good cook and you want something that's very easy, not intimidating, but delicious, a caramel apple dump cake and a dump cake is basically just like it sounds. You literally just dump everything in a dish and throw it in the oven with a cake mix on top. Super easy. Um, in Boy Scouts all the time. I love dump it's, cake. They're great. They're so delicious. I just made that this weekend. The mm-hmm. other one that is one of my most popular recipes that went crazy over the last like two years is the apple cider donut cake. And that um, it tastes like it's a cider mill donut, but it's it starts with a cake mix box. It's super easy. Um, you just need cake, a box of cake mix, some you know fresh apple cider works best, um, and then a couple other ingredients. And it's 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 a it's it's a it's a keeper. We like we love that cake. You can make it into even um, you know bites if you want to. Cool. I love bites. Awesome. Okay, yeah. so Rosh Hashanah and apples. Go yeah. together. And right on the heels of Rosh Hashanah comes Yom Kippur. And I know there's no recipes for Yom Kippur because it's a fasting day. Well, but there are, there's actually a lot of recipes for Yom Kippur because the break fast is one of my favorite meals of the year. Um, Tell us what a traditional breakfast meal is. So breakfast meal is usually a lighter kind of breakfasty type of meal, brunch. Um, we usually have bagels and lox and all that. I usually make an um, a egg and cheese souffle, which I can make the night before when I'm not hungry, put it in the fridge and then just pop in the oven. It's always a hit. No, hold on, because I'm saying break fast because I'm talking about after you fasted all day long, this yeah. is you to break that fast. I'm not saying breakfast. Correct. Okay. But the, but the food is typically breakfast food. I understand. I just want to yeah. make sure that our- Yes, but it is a break fast because you're breaking the fast. Okay. Absolutely. Um, some coffee cakes are always a good thing to bring, um, you know, but it's it's usually a lighter meal, tuna fish and, and, and stuff like that, and egg salad and stuff like that. Awesome. Okay. And then we go on to the next holiday of the Jewish year is Sukkot. Sukkot, I mean, again, uh, you know, apple desserts to me are always a natural, anything with the fall, anything with, or pumpkin, pumpkin spice. We have, I have a ton of pumpkin spice recipes, pumpkin spice delight, uh, lasagna. I know, I know it's, it's pumpkin a lasagna. Pump, pump, nope. It's, it's, it's like a pumpkin spice lasagna. So it's a dessert. Actually, it's just a layered dessert. Wow. Wow. A lot of lasagna, lasagna desserts are very popular. Caramel apple dip. Um, I even have um, some like baked um, apple chips that you can, you can make. Um, so any of those, those types of, of, you know, are, are always a good, always good Hasselback apples, which are delicious baked apple. That's kind of cut, you know, in pieces with ice cream on top. Okay. 
Well, those are some great ideas. And I encourage everyone to go check out your Princess Pinky Girl site. In the meantime, all right, on to the next holiday. So now we have Hanukkah. Is there some... Latkes. You got to have, you got to have the latkes. I mean, personally, I'm a big Trader Joe's latka fan because I think they're a pain to make, (laughs) but, um, frozen are they? Yes, they're frozen and you throw them in the air fryer, which is my favorite tool ever in the kitchen. Um, and they are delicious. We eat them all year long, all year round. Okay. So if I'm invited to someone's Hanukkah dinner, Uh probably they would have latkes already. They would probably have latkes and then just any type any type of dessert is really, is really great. I mean, um, I have a sprinkle cookie, which is, um, they're really delicious made. They've like a cream cheese in them and those are soft and you can actually take those. If you get blue and I'll take blue and white sprinkles and dip them in that rather than a colored sprinkles. So, you know, any dessert you can really take and, and, you know, get, um, you know, you can change it up just by, by the sprinkles, you know, blue and white or blue and silver are the Jewish colors. Yep. Mm-hmm. People are wondering why blue and white for Hanukkah. So. Blue and white. And also, you know, the Israeli flag is blue and white. So mm-hmm. yep. yeah, those are our colors. <laughs> All right. So the next holiday that is a big holiday is probably Purim. Purim, yeah. So what foods are affiliated with Purim? Well, Purim has kind of become like the Jewish Halloween. A lot of the Jewish day schools don't celebrate Halloween, but they will, you know, people, the, the kids will dress up for Purim. Um, so any of the Halloween desserts really can be adapted, you know, for, you know, for, um, for Purim. So that's kind of, you know, where I would go also the home intentions. Um, so I don't have that on my site, but there's some really cute ones and there's like people have made tie dye ones and there's so many different flavors. Um, those are always fun too. All right. Then in the spring, we have Passover. Is there some Passover celebration? Yeah. Passover food has really like come a long way. I mean, yeah. there's so many like substitutions now. It's so much, it's so much easier. And there's so many better idea, options out there. Honestly, one of my favorite things, and no one ever thinks about this for Passover is meringue. Um, meringue cookies are great because they're Passover friendly and they're also like 25 or 30 calories, which is great. People get really intimidated by meringue. It really isn't hard to, meringue cookies are not hard to make. Um, and I do have a really good recipe for it. And again, it's one of those things, if I can do it, really anyone can. So that's always a, a great one. I also have my mom's um, cinnamon um, chocolate chip mandel bread, which is, I could literally eat it all year round. Uh, fried matzah, obviously that's, that's a, a you know, a, a, a a no brainer for us. Like we have that, you know, every year. Um, and so there's tons of options now, which is so, which is so great. Um, chocolate chip macaroons, which, you know, coconut condensed milk. Um, those are delicious. Those again are ones that I'll eat all year round. Yum. Well, you as always are just filled with ideas and I love your energy and I love your, your enthusiasm for what you're doing. And thank you. Just so helpful. And like you said, it's quick and easy and and it's not intimidating to people. I mean, I'm telling you, if I can make these recipes, anyone can make them. So, you know, that, that was my goal is to have a site with things that people can, can enjoy and make and not have to labor over. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank I, you for having me. It was so fun. I treasure the time we get together and you are just amazing. I, and just all the things you've accomplished with this online business. 
Oh my God, right back at ya. I mean, seriously. And Pat, I mean, I can't thank you enough. I mean, the 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 peace of mind that you gave me at my kids' events was like priceless. Honestly, like we we appreciated you so much and and and, and so on and everything that you do. Thank you very much. As a red coat lady, that's our goal. Let people enjoy their party. Yeah. And now as a Jewish party maven, my goal is to help vendors and families understand these Jewish customs and you've been a big help with that. So great. Glad I could help. Thank you. Take care.